I was a senior in high school. This was 1996. Might have been 95. Might have been fall of 95. But I'm a senior in high school. Trying to get, trying to work on my three-pointer playing varsity basketball. Well, mostly sitting on a bench. On the varsity basketball team. I went to to Pine Forge Academy, so I went to I talk all the all the time on the show about going to boarding school. And Pine Forge is about, I don't know, an hour west of Philly. Pretty close to Pottstown. And Pine Forge is kind of the to best describe it, it's it's like a liberal arts high school. So you have a lot of talented people that go there that that sing. And I I was very fortunate. I was there when Lloyd Mallory, a lot of people know Lloyd Mallory in the D.C. market. He's a well-known commodity from his time at Morgan State. Everybody at Howard knows him. And I had a chance to sing for Lloyd Mallory Jr., both in high school and in college, because he went to Oakwood. He went to the Oakwood University the same year that I graduated. And it's funny Full circle, I was at a concert a couple of weeks ago or a week ago with with Jason Ferdinand, who I went to Oakwood with and also was a director at Pine Forge later. And Jason Ferdinand, we got to get Jason Ferdinand on the show. Jason was a friend of mine in college and I sang in a group with him. And Jason is is coming to the University of Maryland to be the director of uh, Coral Services, I guess. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not academic. But we used to, we used to sing at the Sixers games. We would do the national anthem every year. So there are about 45, 50 people in the choir. We put on our blazers and the, and the gray slacks and the ties. And we would, we would go to, back then, I think it was the Spectrum. This is before Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson got drafted the year after I graduated from high school. So the Sixers were really, 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 really bad. They were playing at the Spectrum. I think it's back the same place like where Dr. J was lighting it up and Moses Malone and Charles Barkley. And basketball was kind of a way of life back then. We we were we were Pine Forge kind of in this rural area. There's only one TV in a dormitory. So we watched a lot of basketball, especially college basketball. Back then, UMass was good. East Coast basketball was was really great. St. John's was good back then. You had Atlantic 10. You had the, the games at the Palestra. St. Joe's was pretty good. Rhode Island was pretty good. And then, of course, you had Syracuse in the Big East. Georgetown. Nova. You had the ACC teams, of course, Duke, North Carolina. Maryland was in the ACC before they made a, the regrettable decision to chase the football money to join the Big Ten, ultimately to become one of Ohio State's concubines. So we're at the game, and we're, they, there was nobody there. During these games, we sing the national anthem. They gave us decent seats. But there are only like 5,000 people there. This was a bad Sixers team. This is a team that got the number one draft pick. So in the fourth quarter, they let us sit on the on the on the front row behind the players. It was the first time I'd ever sat that close to the game. And instead of relishing that event and savoring it, me and, and my cousin Joel Boyce and my and my boy again Lexus, we we proceeded to to heckle 
the Sixers. Now, we were there to sing the national anthem at the Spectrum for the Sixers. So we're heckling the Sixers. We're heckling on that team. Uh, Clarence Weatherspoon was on that team. I think Tree Rollins was at the end of his career. And we're heckling those guys. And we were going in on Jerry Stackhouse. We were, we were calling him Jerry Stinkhouse, which is ironic because Jerry Stackhouse is, is in Nashville where I broadcast from uh, Coach Vanderbilt. We need to get him on the show. See if we can get the G-Cast out to Vanderbilt. And we're heckling Jerry Stackhouse and calling him names. We're not F-bombing him because we're not stupid. We don't, get, we don't want to get suspended or expelled. But we're really, we're really letting them have it and talking about how the Sixers suck. And they're an embarrassment to the NBA and an embarrassment to the league. And during a timeout, I'll never forget, Jerry Stackhouse stood up and he looked at us and he said, that's enough, you mother bleepers. Sit down and shut the bleep up. And when Jerry Stackhouse stood, we realized that, man, this is a guy that's 6'7". Solid muscle, 240 pounds. We looked at ourselves. We, I was I was six feet tall. I was maybe 190 at the time. We were minors, but we, we realized that we did not want that smoke. And we had overstepped our boundaries. And we basically said, we're sorry, Mr. Stackhouse. Please, please forgive us of our of our sins and unrighteousness. Can I may may I have another Mr. Stackhouse, sir? Because we had overstepped our boundaries, and as fans, now we didn't we didn't buy tickets. We were broke. We were in high school. But the fact that we came and sang the national anthem did not give us a right to make complete arses out of ourselves. And the reason that I that I that I talk about this, everybody's up in arms about Kyrie Irving and, and his act. Now, anyone anyone that listens to the show knows that I don't like Kyrie Irving. I think that Kyrie Irving is an absolute unequivocated toolbox. Rather, he's talking about the earth being flat. He always condescends to everyone in the media like he knows more than than everyone. You know, there's one year at Duke. He wasn't in the Fuqua NBA program. His one year at Duke makes him smarter. Now, I know that I wasn't smart enough to get into Duke. But his one year at Duke makes him smarter and better and superior intellectually to all of us. So he believes that the earth is flat. He burns sage. He's running around. He's running around the 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 arena burning sage. I guess to exercise the arena of of evil spirits. I you know I'm not into sage burning. I'm not into that stuff. I told you I don't I don't sidebar. I don't I don't mess with the occult, man. That's you know I don't I don't mess with with that type of stuff. Spiritualism, the occult. I don't fool around with any of that. I don't watch movies about that. I don't read books about that. I don't watch documentaries about that. It's bad enough when you don't do what God wants you to do. It's really, 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 really bad when you start looking into the other side, see what's on that other side, trying to figure out the back door to, to spirituality. I'm, you're not gonna you're not gonna find no Ouija boards or any of that chicanery and foolishness in Lance J's house. And you're not gonna come to Lance J's house and burn no sage or turn on poltergeist or 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 do some seance and, and, and wiccas and all of that nonsense, man. I don't I don't want no parts of that. Whatever you do, however you however you navigate through life, that's your business. But but don't bring that into Lance J's spot or Lance J's office. 
So I don't like Kyrie Irving, but he had an he had an incident earlier in the week in Boston where he's flipping fans the double bird. And the fans fans in Boston don't like him. He used to play for the Celtics. He had a tumultuous experience playing for the Celtics. Seems like Kyrie Irving has a tumultuous experience everywhere he goes. And he's probably a world-class arse. And he's probably an extremely difficult person to work with, to play with, to be a fan of, to root for. And I understand that. But the fans took it too far. You don't know this ball. And just because you don't like what you see on TV and on the court and all of that stuff, you don't know him. Kyrie Irving, I make fun of him for getting hurt all the time. I make fun of him for, 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 being, for being a tool. But Kyrie Irving is a is a world class athlete. Kyrie Irving would probably mop the floor with me in ninety seconds or less. Kyrie Irving is six three, a world class athlete. His lateral quickness and strength, and and DNA athletically is vastly superior to mine and yours. Listening, and so people people were giving it to him, and and he lashed back, and so people are mad. There was this there was this woman. You know, he's F-bombing people. He's 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 making I'm, I'm trying to say this without getting in trouble with the FCC, but um he's he's fire trucking people and then he said some very terrible things to to a woman advising her to to perform oral acts on him. And people are mad at him, but I don't like Kyrie Irving, but but this is one time I'm on Kyrie Irving's side, man. The, the fans in Boston, especially, are out of pocket. Boston is known to be a racist environment. I'm not trying to play the race card for, for clickbait. Ask Mo Vaughn. Ask Big Poppy. Ask Adam Jones of the Orioles. Ask Robert Parrish. People get out of pocket with it. You know, I know the malice in the palace. That's Ron Artest. Ron Artest is a huge guy. But you can't, you can't. It's one thing to 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 disagree with a with a player and their prowess on the court and to talk about their performance. I don't I don't think that there's a problem with that. But when you start talking about someone personally, you start talking about someone's family or perhaps slurring them or making veiled threats towards them. You don't you don't you as a fan, you don't want that smoke. I remember somebody rolled up on Charles Barkley one day. Charles Barkley had a famous quote. He threw he threw the guy through a window. And someone asked Charles Barkley, did he have any regrets? And Charles Barkley said, the only regret that I have is that the window was on the first floor. You don't want a piece of, of, of these people. And, and, and I don't like Kyrie Irving. I'm not a fan of, of his antics. I think he's an extremely selfish and perhaps kind of a miserable person. I don't, I don't, I don't like him at all. I want to see the Nets advance to the playoffs because I, I just think that the NBA needs a, a bad guy. LeBron was the bad guy when he was with the Heat, and then the Warriors, when 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 Draymond's kicking people in the balls, became the bad guy. The Nets are a great bad guy. Kevin Durant's a jerk. It has burner accounts. Kyrie's a jerk. Nash can't coach. He's just standing there. But I'm on I'm on Team Kyrie for for this man. You can't you can't be rolling up on these athletes saying personal stuff and expect it not to get cussed out or in person. Not to get your face caved in. Paragon 7 Studios. You are listening to the Blanche J Radio Network.
When I'm not doing the health cast, I consult for many startups and ACOs who are new to the healthcare business. Episource serves Medicare, commercial, and Medicaid plans with an experienced risk adjustment team that cares about results and building partnerships. With the largest health plans and healthcare organizations as clients, Episource aims to obtain the best medical chart retrieval rates, the highest coding accuracy, and the maximum level of project satisfaction. For information on Episource, go to www.episource.com and fill out one of their contact forms to request a demonstration. Black women are fierce, brilliant, courageous, dope. Black women are making a difference, making history, and changing the world. I think about all of the black women who have showed up to fight for justice. We are starting to finally accept all the skills and talents a woman can bring to the table. Urban One, thank you. This one is so special. 